Hello and welcome to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast with Greg Reese here on my Substack channel. Today is October 30th, 2022. It is a Sunday. It is a Sunday afternoon and I'm your host, Greg Reese. If I sound any different, and I'm sure that I do, if I sound different, it's because I got this new piece of kit, as they say over in the, the rest of the Commonwealth. And it's a roadcaster. Roadcaster, uh, which sounds like it's for podcasting, but once I got it, I realized it's the best piece of gear that I've had in my digital studio as far as uh, the role that it's playing. It, I feel like as if it was made specifically for my needs. But I imagine they call it a caster because probably more kids today are buying podcasting gear, getting into podcasting than they are getting into recording music. That's a shift, but I bet that's true. There was a time when the electric guitar was definitely the most popular instrument sold to the kids, and then there was a time when the turntable was beat the guitars, and now I bet it's podcasting gear. So anyways, the main reason I got this thing, though, was because it's notoriously known for having excellent vocal features for uh, talking. And I've heard this from trusted friends of mine for years. We use it. We used to use it on the road. They're also known for being very sturdy. And at the price, <clears throat> it is kind of hard to believe, like, how good it is. Like, it is really good. But anyways, I bet my voice sounds different. And I'm just, I didn't even do this. I just, when you set it up, it basically has a preset for the microphone that I use. And that's all I did. And then it gave me an option to like raise or lower the levels. And uh, I think they're probably good right here. I don't know. I haven't even tweaked it at all, like I said. Pretty decent. <coughs> if you are a... Uh, a uh, fellow audio file recorder, music, whatever, podcaster, musician. I think you'd find this to be pretty impressive. It's um, probably the, the most impressive piece of kit I've gotten in years. Very, very cool. And I have, um, you know, I got a bass guitar. I got a regular guitar. I got two microphones. So I got four input needs. In the past, I've only had two inputs, so I've had to swap out those four. This one's got, well, it's got more than four, but it's got four that I can easily plug what I have into it. And then there's a couple of USB options that would be easy enough for me to figure, you know, I'd probably have to buy an extra piece for that, but I don't need that. It works flawlessly. <clears throat> it's got sharp colors. It's nice and small. Very cool. I don't work for them, okay? So I'm going to stop talking, but I'm just saying that because it's, it's, it's pretty good. And it's not often these days when you get something really good. Okay. I am uh, starting a Rockfin video next Friday, this coming Friday, November 4th. And it'll be every Friday. It'll be, I don't know how long it's going to be. I'm guessing right now, I'm thinking it's going to be 30, 40 minutes. It's going to be a tighter operation 
than this um, Sunday afternoon podcast. It's an experiment right now. I have some friends that have been doing videos over there, and I've just heard good things about Rockfin and their video platform. I didn't really know about them when I was looking for streaming and video platforms, but their video platform looks to be pretty good. Like it looks, you know, like almost up to like a YouTube type uh, stability quality uh, at first glance. And uh, that's another, so that's the reason I got this roadcaster really was to up, you know, to up my ante. I got a camera coming in the mail too. So I can, uh, you know, look my best and sound my best. And I'm going to be flipping, switching to, it'll be like a typical news show, you know? Uh, You you tune in, you hear, it'll be a weekly show. So it'll be like covering what happened that week. That's why it's going to be on Friday. It's called the Reese Wrap-Up. Some of you might remember on Rumble, I, I did a couple of these and had a bad experience. No offense against Rumble. It was uh, probably just me if I, I just didn't want to fight through. Because, you know, whenever you start something new, there's always going to be like little issues. So I guess I just wasn't ready back then. But I'm actually using the same name and the same intro for now, the Reese wrap-up. I'm not a marketing guy, so that was the best I could come up with. But I know it sounds snappy, and I got an intro for it already. So I'm going to just go with that and go from there. And, um, you know, kind of going over news that I think is important to mention and give my two cents on it. What's going to be very similar to the podcast here is it's going to be my, like, opinions. You know, I try to keep my opinions out of videos. So a lot of people will message me and they'll say, and they'll, they'll suspect I'm somehow um, a gatekeeper or controlled opposition because I'm not doing reports on certain issues, on certain stories. And if the, in most of those cases, because it's interesting, a lot of people do throw stuff that, at me that I would love to do reports on. In most of those cases, the answer is I just haven't found enough evidence to do a report because I don't do opinion pieces. I don't do, um, and I mean, I guess to be fair, there are some subjects, I have done videos where I kind of stretch it a little bit and I'll be like, well, this is just a story that a lot of people are talking about. And that's valid. That's a, that's, that seems valid to me. But anyways, I'll be uh, at, the, uh, <clears throat> at the Rockfin. I'll be doing the weekly podcast. And if it goes well there, uh, I'll be doing more there. If it goes, I mean, we'll see. You know, if I have a good experience there and it goes well there and people like it there, then uh, I'm sure I'll increase the amount of stuff I'm doing. I would like to, um, what I would like to do there also is at least one Reese report a month or I was actually thinking maybe release it every full moon and it'll be uh, a t- one of my typical, you know, five minute-ish Reese reports, but it'll be on a um, subject that isn't like um, vitally important that, it, that the public all must see it or something, you know what I mean, like that, because it would be, uh, it would be exclusive content. And uh, not that I... It seems, I think you know what I mean. It seems like, like you could do one on, um, 
alien UFO stuff and put it behind the paywall on it because I think that's valid. Because, I mean, I think that subject's so muddled anyways. It's like, it's not like it's important everyone see this tiny fraction of a, of a mass of iceberg that no one quite understands. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. The big question, I think you completely get it. I just took me a while to get it. But it was what I was just saying. <laughs> you know, it was like my opinions, you know, things that I don't have uh, evidence of or can't find evidence of. A lot of this stuff, I just can't find the evidence. For example, <clears throat> um, what is it called? The mud flood, Tartaria. Those are the key words. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen enough on that. Basically, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Tartaria and the mud flood story and Please correct me in the comments on where I get this wrong, because I, I mean, I've, I've only invested um, a couple hours, maybe a few hours into it, maybe more. But basically, the idea is is that um, is that the history that we are told is a lie and, and, and a big one, and that um, there was a like a, a reset that happened just a hundred years ago ish. And that's the gist of it. And um, what I find interesting about that is I can't strongly say that that's outrageous. You know, it's, um, it seems quite plausible. We're getting a real-time... A uh, lesson, a uh, class in uh, fake news, and um, and how the history books are written in real time. Potentially, we'll you know we'll see how the history books are written during this era. But you know what I'm saying? We're getting a first class, first row, <laughs> front row seat experience of seeing how the history books were written. At least I think you could say you know. In the past, and sometimes, not all the times, of course, there is no, I mean, that's an extremist point of view to say it's always this way or something. No, but in some ways, sometimes. So it's obviously a muddled mix of truth and fiction. I think it's a fair statement. So I find it very uh, plausible that when you go back over 100 years, um, then yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, I don't think any of us have, there's not many people you can talk to firsthand that can say much, you know? Most people live, who's the oldest person you've ever talked to, you know, to get like firsthand experience as to what they've heard. And then you look at our hundred years and it's crazy. It's always been crazy. Even when we were totally in a, in a, in a brainwashed, state there was always uh, the, the big question of uh, the massive weirdness of all the stuff that's happened in the past hundred years compared to the past you know few thousand interesting stuff and then <clears throat> add to that archaics channel who I mentioned quite often lately 
he mentions this. I haven't found any sources on this. Um, but he, he says, according to him, the, uh, the Jewish faith believes that the angel of death comes every 138 years. Sounds like a Hollywood movie. Um, but interesting. And um, there is in the William Bramley book, Gods of Eden, that I've mentioned several times, great book. And that's all sourced. That's all footnoted and sourced and very well done. His, his, it's a his history book by a, uh, by a very talented writer historian who stumbled upon a story he wasn't looking for that involved non-humans, and it's a very good book. But according to that book, yeah, he basically, and he lays it out, that yeah, every, about every hundred years, there is a culling event. There is a end of the world type event that is, that he documents, that is written about before it happens, hyped up by whatever type of media the civilizations have at the time. So obviously that's only documented when there was that, that was documented, you know, written word. And, and, um, and then when it happened, whatever it was, the, yeah, people would die. The different, um, you know, the amount varies in different degrees at di the different times. And the author of um, Gods of Eden is basically suggesting that there does seem to be some type of farming that's going on. But who knows? <laughs> you know, when it comes to that stuff, I mean, yeah, the whole, I mean, it's interesting, right? I think it's interesting. I think a lot of you guys, pe people think it's interesting too. Someone, um, we're going to get to comments actually too, which is something that I want to start doing regularly here, but uh, that was suggested by a commentor. But one of the comments uh, mentioned... Um, some criticisms, I guess, that fell on our archaics or something. And, uh, and yeah, sure. I mean, whenever any... Uh, archaics is, uh, believes a certain story that I get the impression, or, I mean, let me verse say, this is just the impression I get. I get the impression that he believes a certain narrative, and I get the impression that he is basically um, that he came to that on his own. Through his own research, he came to this belief. And, uh, and it seems to me that in many of the videos, he is often um, presenting that belief, offering it. That's the best way I can put it. Offering it to the viewer. Here, try this belief on for size. So I just want to say that's, I think that's, that's perfectly fine. It's very normal. You'll see that uh, in almost, it's very, I think it's hard to not find that. That does seem to be a very human thing that we all do. And uh, the, what am I trying to say? I guess I'm just trying to say that as a rule, I filter that out of every source of information I get. I filter out belief. Belief is is not um, something that uh, I find. I find a, a, a I find a 
a much more liberating place to be where I can, um, I don't know, to avoid that. I'm just saying I avoid that, okay? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and so I, part of my simple mind is because that that's my belief to filter that out, then I just sort of assume that that's something that everyone does. And that's part of my own little cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffsness, which only applies to me, that's all I'm saying. And uh, I'm the only cuckoo one here. So, um, so that's just a, a disclaimer. And I, it actually made me think, that I think that's a pretty good, um, pretty good uh, thing to add into my Reese wrap up. I want to do, I want to be more structured there. So I think I'll do, I'm going to do an intro that I'd like to do fresh and live every time. Maybe, maybe a few, mono, mono, you know, a few small changes or something. Well, and, um, and that might be something to throw in there just as a sort of a disclaimer. Like these are the, these are the views of me and blah, 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 blah. And I also want to throw in basically what I believe, because basically what is news? I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing. One of the reasons I've avoided it is because I guess I didn't think that I could just give a, a, um, a disclaimer or a explanation at the beginning. But basically the explanation would basically be like, what is the news? The news is basically just stories. Specifically, uh, these days, it is specifically a written story at the minimum, or it could be a video story. A video story is better, but it really just has to be a written story from a source that hasn't been exposed as being totally full of shit. You know, that's basically all the news is. If you could find one source that has been doing it, you know, that it's not like their first story. I mean, in, in, in some cases, it could be their, like their, technically, in some cases, it could just be their only story, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it as a source. I would look for, I look for a source from us, a source that isn't known for putting out BS and that has been around before that one story, you know, that has been around for, you know, at least other stories. You know what I mean? But that's all the news is. That's it. Once you can get that, then now you have a source. Now, now you have a news story. So how does that... Um, you know, like equate to the definition of truth. It really doesn't even fall into that category. It's just information. Knowledge, I guess you could say. There's a, there's a great uh, list of different forms of knowledge in the Yoga Sutras. There's like five of them, I believe. Is there five forms of knowledge? I'm sure I've talked about this before. I have knowledge. I bet I got, I bet. Mm. A lot of you don't even care. I probably got it. It looks like I got it wrong. <laughs> Anyways, in summary, it's basically like, uh, it, it lets you know, like, like um, there's firsthand experience, which is the best, obviously. And then um, 
there is the lesser degrees. But the first one there, the, the highest one is firsthand experience, like experiencing it for yourself. And then it gets down to like, you know, hearing it from others or reading about it in books and stuff like that. Stories. But even the stuff you see for yourself, I think you have to, I mean, I, I question, well, I don't question it too much. That's not true. I actually have been quite compelled by the things that I've seen and witnessed and still am. And maybe I'm being played. Maybe that's why I'm being played. Because I do think we're still, I really think we're being played. But we'll get into that. Let me make sure I make a note so I don't forget that. Mm. Personally, in my personal opinion, I do think that we are getting played right now. But in this instance, I think it's like good news. I mean, it's not horrible compared to, you know, like recent events, but. But first, let's go over last week's. This is the first time I've done this. This was a suggestion someone made. I liked it because there is a lot of great activity in the comment section here. And um, so this being that this is the first time, I could see this sort of growing into something. By the way, the, um, one of the exciting things about this roadcaster is I'll be able to take live callers. So once I start getting an audience going over in Rockfin on Friday nights, once it's a decent-sized audience, I'm definitely going to add in a, a weekly segment of call-inners. I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a real hoot. All right, so I'm reading off of uh, last week's podcast, Art Over Journalism and The Truth Freedom Cult. Cindy writes, I'm all in for a truth. Let me do um, chronological. All right. Oh, I think someone puts in art supply store. Blick Art Supply is outstanding. Every kind of art material from all kinds of art online or catalog. Catalogs are beautiful. So I might want to actually, I might actually order a catalog. There's not many catalogs. There's very few catalogs, extremely few catalogs that I would uh, describe as something beautiful that I would want, desire. But that is one of them. That is one of them. So much that I'm actually making a note right here so I don't forget it, putting it in a search line. Yeah, um... I'm a big fan of art supplies. I'm a big fan of all kinds of arts and crafts. I was raised that way. Uh, my father raised me with practical, like carpentry skills, plumbing skills, you know, do you know, fixing things, tools. And my mother raised me with creative, crafty projects and stuff like that. And they, they intermixed. My mother also became quite the carpenter later in life. That was from uh, Suzanne Sheffer. Fairport, Fair Poet, pardon me, Fairport 81 says, thank you. Happy Sunday. Uh, and yeah, Archie mentions archaics. I'm a big fan of archaics. Uh, there's some uh, very interesting tidbits in there. Lots over your head. Yeah. Well, I remember this comment. 
Peace in the hill country. Deceased husband. Built cabin. You build your own cabin. Did you, did you guys really build it? That's pretty badass. That's kind of, uh, that's, 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 you know, shoot. I bet you, I think I replied to this. Yeah. I've been feeling this way uh, big time, big time. And I bet you anyone who's awake is, right? That's why I made it priority this week, this past week, to get things that in a worst case scenario, I could at least keep busy with like projects that are fun. And luckily that's for me, I have a, you know, there, there are fun, for example, this uh, uh, podcaster, this, this studio gear I got. I do have some um, worst case scenario. I do have a little bit of solar power generator. Not, not anything super special, but I definitely have enough that I could uh, get, you know, few hours of work done on the old computer, worst case scenario. Yeah. But um, the, uh, the doom and gloom part, I honestly think we're in the, sh I mean, it depends on, I, <laughs> I kind of do think we are looking at a uh, Micronova coming. I do. Um, that's just the way my gut leans. Long-term listeners know that. I've said it all the time. I even questioned my, you know, I tried to stop. I, I thought maybe I was a doom and gloomer. But I don't see it as doom and gloom. I really, I personally don't. Um, I just see it as, as, as one reality. But more than that, it's quite a special reality. I mean, it's, uh, it's not like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like we're here for the biggest moment in the story of Earth. And that's... Uh, yeah. A lot of nice comments here. Oh, I love hearing about people wishing my wealth and or wishing my health and prayers and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's can't ask for anything better than that. It's, it's really one of my inc most incredible blessings in in everything. We have one party government and uh the only one thing that sustains me is my Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, this is all, uh, as long as you have your connection to God and long, you know, as long as you're good, as long as you're good there. And uh, words do not do justice to explain what I'm talking about. You either know what I'm talking about or you don't. And if you don't, it's really easy. You just got to uh, seek, seek it, seek a connection, humble yourself, trust, put your faith in God and uh, seek and you shall find. But yeah, I have no, uh, maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe as I go through comments, I can throw in uh, current events because here's what I'm getting. Fairport says I put it, uh, that was Cindy, mentioned the, uh, put your faith in God and not in the government. <laughs> you know, it is a one party government. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they're not as strong as I thought they were, but then again, I'll get into that. I think maybe they are. I think we're being played. 
Fairport chimes in. It's a global cult and we're not in it. And yeah, I mean, it's like uh, the whole Elon Musk thing, right? It's like, I don't want to get too much into it because I mean, I got friends that are all, I mean, everyone's caught up in it. Everyone's excited about it, you know? And a lot of you maybe are excited about it. And what do I know? What do I know anyways? Maybe I should be excited about it too. It just seems like, like who cares? <laughs> if anything, oh, I mean, I guess the only, it is interesting. I'm not saying it's not interesting, but I'm looking for the, I mean, I guess it could just be a distraction. I'm trying to, you know, like what's the angle here? What's actually happening? It could just be a distraction. And the distraction is working brilliantly because people are actually celebrating like the regaining of freedom. They didn't regain, you know, what? what? They didn't regain any freedom. Weird little mind game. Effective. Incredibly effective. Yay, yay, yay. There is no aliens. This is also from Cindy. There, uh, no, there is no aliens. It's the globalist. Dr. Harari has spoken of this. How they create anti-humans, and we can too if we just follow them. And oh yeah, because we can be gods just like them. God created a universe filled with stars and planets. Just feel deep in my soul. Earth is not the only planet with humans. Yeah, I don't think they're... Um, um, there, there, there may or may not. I think there are non-humans involved, but I wouldn't call them aliens. I guess you could, because that's what everyone else. I guess let's be the blanket term, but it's a misnomer because I don't think these characters are new. I think they've been around for. I think they're the things that are written about by all of our. You know, it doesn't matter where, uh, where in the world those ancestors are from, or what language they speak or all that. They, they basically all say that they're all talking about, um, about these things. And, uh, you know, I am working on that Atlantis report. And the interesting thing about the Atlantis report is the Atlantis report makes it seem like um, it's, all, you know, it's all spiritual at this point. You know, whereas in the past it was these creatures were here in as our as we are, but today it's all sort of channeling. I don't know, but that is what they see. <clears throat> that does seem to be the um, what the uh, occults and the mystery schools believe. I don't know. To me, it's all mystery, huh? Mystery. Yeah, a lot of people criticize me about saying, uh, using the word cult. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. That's kind of was my, was my joke. <laughs> my jokes aren't, I mean, it was probably maybe not a good joke. It is totally demonized. It's, it's some words, it's interesting, but that word I think is gone. 
the like I described it, I was defining it as it's simply a short term for culture. But that doesn't matter. That that word is now forever used as a uh, a smear. Sherry is saying she's not. She's glad that she's not the only one that's semi freaking out right now. Yeah, I mean, and she also wants to join the Truth Freedom Cult. Yeah, a few people want to join that too. Yeah, I do too. It's just a neighborhood, not a cult. Just a like the truth, like a, a you know. An awesome neighborhood with cool neighbors that aren't crazy. Yeah, I'm um, I'm ama- I'm pretty amazed that more people aren't freaking out. But I think it's probably just something that's being held beneath the surface. Because you know, the one thing that I know about humans is humans at a young age, most overwhelmingly most humans at a young age learn to suppress their feelings. It's just a you know thing we. I mean, I guess we all do it to a certain degree. But uh, I think we're going to be good. I think, I don't think, I mean, I think they, they want that though. That's what's going on. And it's kind of weird. This is my paranoid take being played. And then we got a lot of comments. Yeah, the truth, freedom cult. Um, Cindy also writes, remember that until we come together as a people and fight against the geoengineering of our weather, then nothing's going to change. Yeah, 100%. Every time I... um, I think that's a given. I think that's a given. Which is once again why I... I think, well, I think this is what's going to happen. All of us are going to be okay. I think it's a game of good cop, bad cop. And um, I think, here's what I think. This whole leftist revolution, I think it was contrived. Now, I've talked about this before. I think I started talking about this publicly in early 2020. I think probably on the 21, the podcast. But it wouldn't be that hard. Because in here, well, but the, the, the thing that made me first start thinking about it back then... It was before 2020, it was before COVID, where I started smelling a rat. Before COVID, I started smelling this rat. I was thinking, because I've been, you know, studying conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call it, for 20 years about. And I've had a pretty, and before that even too, I was always searching down interesting stories. Going to the library since I was a kid. I'm a pretty good researcher, if I may say so. And uh, before 2020, I was really smelling a rat. I was like, they're not 
retarded. And all these people that are making decisions right now are retarded. They're, 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 they're drunk or they're, they're insane or they're, they're incapable of, of performing well in the position that they're in. And that's not the way it's been. Uh, that's a new thing. And so what the hell's going on? So I started smelling a rat back then. And then COVID happened and took me off guard, which is funny. Isn't it funny how it took us all off guard? Maybe not you, but uh, it did me, it took me off guard. And I think it's funny because it's not like that story wasn't told. I mean, that's Alex Jones's end game, which I saw back in day one of my red pill, or, you know, the first week or whatever. And several times after, and, and David Icke, covered that story as well, and several other people did. And it's not like it wasn't something that we weren't saying was going to happen. And I knew it was going down. Like, that's one thing I knew. I didn't know how it was going down, but I knew it was going down, at least in my gut. But it took me by surprise. So once that happened, I started thinking like, oh, okay, I get it. And then uh, ever since then, um, I can see how this is... I, I, I think there is an actual mass awakening happening, an, an apocalypse, you know, a lifting of the veil. That is happening. And I think it was known that this was going to happen. It might even be like part of the cycle. It might even be just part of where we are in the earth sphere realm, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It's like, it's the season, the season of the apocalypse. And the powers that be knew that. And so all of, not all, but a great deal of these circumstances, these actions, these everything that's going on, the leftist revolution was put in there by design. It would be easy. It would be easy. You, you have, if you look at all the people involved, they seem to all be owned. You know, like, um, they've probably got the worst kind of dirt imaginable you could think of on these people. Just think of, I mean, the, the characters in your head, the ones you've seen over and over on the TV throughout the past few years pushing this whole thing. They're not the best and the brightest. They're like the grossest and the ugliest and the dumbest and the sickest, right? Now, is that just the nature of good versus evil? Or are we being set up? And the reason I think we're being set up is because they weren't like this before. They, I mean, they were able... Maybe they, I mean, I'm, I, I, would, I would argue that they're all, like, as far as if you're face-to-face -face as a human with, with um, one of these control freak uh, globalists farming humans, I would argue that they probably are all gross and ugly. So I'm not saying that, what I'm just, but they, but they, they, they seem to have a history of knowing how to 
continually fool us, continually know what's know us better than we know ourselves, to play the long game, that is their modus operandi. Or M.O., as they say. <clears throat> and why would it be any different? Especially, like I said, how hard would it be? You put the, there these, and the other thing that these people have, in, they're owned. What does that mean? It means that they're loyal. It means that they'll do whatever they're told to do. And that's who you need right now to do what they're doing. And they put them out there and they have them attack the American people. And this is happening not just in America, but throughout the West. And I know I have a lot of listeners throughout other countries. So yeah, this is, it, it's the same everywhere. They put these scumbag owned and they're, what do they have in common? They're owned, like I said. So what does that mean? It means they probably are caught on camera with underage kids or something similar to that, to that degree or level of ownership. Maybe some people listening can't stomach that reality, but I think most of you can. And uh, so what are these people then? These aren't, these are like, these are... <laughs> These are the foot soldiers, right? And then they're put in these positions and then they're left alone to make their own decisions or they're just given bad decisions, either or. I think it's a combination of the both because when they're left alone, it makes it more genuine and realistic. And they wouldn't be able to tell you, they wouldn't be able to be like, help. I'm, I'm, you know, they just got to go along and play their role and go and, and, and hope they get out of here alive. But a lot of them aren't. I bet you this is what I predict. is If I'm right, this is what's going to happen soon. And maybe I'm just being paranoid and uh, pessimistic. But I don't think it's pessimistic. Because I think uh, in many ways, life is going to improve. So I'm not like, I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm just being real, sharing what's in my head. So I see this whole thing turning around already. I think you all do too. Um, some of you, I'm sure, would argue that that's just part of it. It's just another part of the game to keep us distracted and it's all going down into the potty. <laughs> that might be true too, but I don't, I, 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 am, I just see I, the whole Elon thing, the Kanye thing, these are characters that are now doing a very good job of reframing this whole thing and, 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 and sort of introducing the next level of it. What's the next level? The next level is going to be a reaction to the leftist revolution. It's going to be People, average, good human beings who are, are now going to react to the idea of this worldwide cult forcing um, 
you know, castrations on children and supporting abortion and and the idea, the, the entire, you know, climate cult, all that. The World Economic Forum. This is why I would argue that Kissinger has distanced himself from the World Economic Forum and, and the Ukraine. It's because he is, uh, he'll be a survivor of the story, you know, unfolding. There will be many victims. Klaus Schwab will be a victim. Bill Gates will be a victim. Hillary, I bet you Hillary Clinton will be a victim. Definitely the Bidens, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, they'll be victims. All these, the Pelosi's, the Gavin Newsom's, all the characters we've seen in the show over the past two years. We haven't, it hasn't been many. I bet I can, I bet, I mean, it would take some time to, you know, figure it out, but I bet it's a small list because a lot of people have just been out of this picture in the past couple of years. But all the people that have been in the show connected to this whole woke mafia, uh, they're going to, in my, in my uh, I guess, prediction, <laughs> I guess I'm making a prediction. In my prediction, these people will, they will go down. They'll be, remember, everyone says Nuremberg too, as if that's like some kind of incredible event. Look into Nuremberg one and look at how many people actually were convicted of crimes. I think there was 11. Correct me if I'm wrong, but from the research I did, a lot of people talk about how the reporters got slammed too. Uh-uh. That's fake news. From my research, only 11 people, and that's not 11 people that were executed. It was just 11 people that were found guilty of war crimes. <laughs> Everyone else got a ticket off. Everyone else got a plane ticket to America, to Australia, to England, to Russia, to South America, where they got set up with all the money and the job and the needs in the world, you know? That's the truth, Ruth. So, or as far as the story goes, at least, what do I know? But that part of the story does seem to be uh, more accurate than the official story. Well, even the official, no, I'm, well, the official story is that 11 people were convicted. And actually, the official story does is quite clear that everyone else were split up amongst all the other countries. Like they were just too valuable to convict of crimes, you know? We can't let these guys go, go down for war crimes. We could use them in our own countries. <clears throat> Why would they do this? Why are we being played? Because they want to force... What, what have they already done? What they've already accomplished is the eugenicist's wet dream. What the eugenicist has been wanting to do for decades is to take out all the elderly, all the sick, and poor people. 
the, what they would describe as the burden of society. And why would they want to do it now? Well, if the researchers are correct about the cyclic cataclysm, and this isn't just that the researchers are right about it. This is like the oldest, like I've covered in my movie and like I've talked about several times, it's the oldest story on earth. You know, even in Genesis, the Bible, it talks about replenishing, replenishing the earth. You know, let's do this all over again. And it does, in my opinion, this is the only thing that explains everything. And it really does explain everything. But if that's what's going on, then that's what they'd want to do. They're going to want to, first they're going to want to, um, they need resources. What do they need right now? More than anything else, resources. They've been doing this. There's plenty of evidence that they've been building these bases and these underground cities for decades. Old news. And so now we're getting near. If the timeline of, um, by most people's estimates, which is 2040, 2046, between 2040 and 2050-ish, then they would be wrapping everything up. And it would be crazy time probably because it's like, how do you do it right now? What do you do? Well, resources would be one big thing. And so what have they been doing over the past COVID era is massive, massive liquidation of resources. A massive, they're running the Federal Reserve Bank to the ground, printing up as much money. And they're sending it off with these crazy excuses. Where is it going? Where is it going? Where is it going? Where is it going? And that's just the new stuff. I mean, look at the trillions that have been printed in the past few years. So according to the story that we're talking about, the possible narrative of the cataclysm, this money would just be all the resources to, to, to finalize all the resources they need, packing the, um, the underground cities up with everything they might need for however long. This could also explain the uh, crazy climate uh, extinction rebellion cult guys that are going out and gals that are going out and super gluing themselves to artwork and putting soup and stuff on the artwork. This might be the excuse that they'll use to um, take all these priceless pieces of art and move them under, you know, move them somewhere. And then what we'll do is we'll replace them with like digital versions or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's coming as a, that'll, I mean, this, this won't, this will only happen once the, uh, the pendulum swing swings in the other way, like I'm saying, but that'll be one of the things they'll do is they'll be like, all right, well, we're just going to, cause these guys, these crazy lefties are everywhere. We don't know where they are. We're just going to, we'll put these digital versions up here and then all these other ones will move into a safe. And then what they'll, cause they're going to want to put those underground eventually, you know? That's the whole idea, their whole agenda. The whole goal would be taking their grandiose society that, that they have, that they own, that they've built, whatever, and uh, save it underground so I can bring it back up. 
So yeah, I predict that 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 this is all going to start swinging in the other direction. You can already see it. I mean, that's not that part of the prediction. I think that's an obvious. I think everyone would agree that it is somehow swinging in the other direction. Now, if I'm wrong, then we're going to start hearing about like Jeffrey Epstein's black book. And we're going to start like exposing all these names that we haven't heard ever yet before. That's if I'm wrong. Or, you know, or things just keep getting worse and badder and worse. <laughs> but if I'm right, this turnaround is going to keep going. If I'm right, the, um, here's a big, going to be a big sign for me on November 8th. If, if we wake up on November 9th and there's like no shenanigans... Or let me be fair, if, there, if, we are, if a week goes by after November 8th and, and there's a red wave that occurred that has succeeded in, in occurring and then all of a sudden, like, the tide starts turning, I think that would, uh, that would be a sign that we're onto this fix. <laughs> am, I that, am I just that jaded that I don't trust that the, the elections could possibly work? I am that jaded, yeah. I do not. Well, I vote. I will vote. I'm going to vote because I might be wrong. But I think that the elections are so rigged that it's, uh, it's a joke. But I'm going to vote. I'm probably going to vote tomorrow. There's early voting going on right now. I'm going to vote hard. And I suggest you do too. But if it goes off without a hitch, I'm going to be suspicious. And if those people that I mentioned, if all those main characters all start going down, but they don't talk about Jeffrey Epstein or stuff like that, I'll be suspicious. How are they going to get out of it, though? How are they going to get, like, Bill Gates down and, and the vaccine? I don't know if they can take the vaccine down without taking everyone. It seems to me like if you take the vaccine down... There is no escaping. All the players are connected to that, it seems. So maybe they'll try to work it where they, they actually don't. I could see that's what they've done in the past. Folks, not to this scale, obviously, but they've, got, they've done this in the past and, and got a slap on the wrist and, and that was all that happened. <laughs> and here's why it might work. Because it's been so, because like I was just saying, when we were reading the comments that uh, people are losing it. People are losing it. And so eventually people are going to lose it so hard that once they uh, turn it around and, and make it better, then, no one, then if you complain, everyone's going to attack you. Or, or if you question it. Can you see that? Like, can you, let me paint the picture. They run the Federal Reserve Bank to the ground, which is, I, I mean, that could happen any day now. Any day now, we could wake up to some news story that all of a sudden everyone starts pulling their money out of the banks and then the banks shut down because they have to because they can't let everyone do that. Or something similar, you get it. That could happen any day now. When it does, the rest of the world is already poised against the Fed system, against central banking even. Well, maybe not. But they're poised for the new system at least. One that seems reasonable, gold and silver and all that. So 
Okay, so then the scenario goes that once the the Fed does, the Fed goes. Goodbye, Fed. Bye-bye. The Fed goes down too in my new conspiracy theory. <laughs> the Fed is a, is a uh, sacrificial lamb in part of this plan. They've, it's served its purpose. You know, like I said, think about the trillions of dollars they were able to squeeze out of it in such a short period of time. And it ain't over yet. They're still squeezing as we speak. And then they just simply, it'll be replaced with something that'll seem more, and, and, and I think it will be in many ways, it will be. In many ways, let's say, let's say that this has everything to do with the Nova cataclysm. Okay, that's, that's the story I'm talking about right now, the potential story. And that story, it could be the greatest money system in the world. It probably will be. Because what would they want to do now? They would want to, once they squeezed everything they could get out of, um, out of the left, the fake leftist revolution, and they used all those players to sacrifice them as the enemy, then they could then emerge once again as their phoenix out of the ashes, and it would be easy to do because it, they could just do really good sound money and really let the economy rip, rip and roar, turn the oil taps all back and turn all that stuff back on, just everything, bam, let the economy roll, making the money. Everyone's making money. And, they, and, they've, and they've, I don't know how successful they were at it, but, we'll, but their plan was the, the eugenicist wet dream I mentioned as far as like, getting rid of the, the burden of life as far as what they, they can see. Now they're left with just a hard, hardy working, um, smaller population that they can deal with in the next 20 years working up to it. Because the next 20 years are going to be the freak, the freak out part. Like, like, uh, like I, I think uh, in, my, in this scenario, I think it's going to get super weird in like six years maybe. But I can imagine, I can see the next few years being um, swinging the other direction as a result of what's happened in the past few years. That's what I can see happening. And to, to get to, I think, you, I, think, I think I painted the picture, right? Simply to get, to, to get another round of, um, of utilizing us for their needs. And what does that mean? It means they need to um, they get us back into a, a hard work and focused. Uh, and the way you do that with humans, you can't do it. You know, the whole, you can't crack a whip on 5 billion people or how many are left. You know, you got to motivate humans in other ways to get maximum return. So that's what I think is happening. And I think we're all being played. But, I mean, is it going to be that bad? The reason it's like good cop, bad cop. We've been dealing with the bad cop for the past few years. Now we're going to get the good cop for a few years. So I kind of, if this is, if this is what's playing out, I will be shifting into a new area. <laughs> probably, um, I'll be probably focused on the stories the more wacky stories that require my opinion, my speculation and stay away from the news and the politics because um, 
no offense to a, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people are going to have a great career there. <clears throat> and, um, but I just think it's going to be all BS. And I, and I also think they're going to, I think that, uh, if, if you were to go on and continue to try to question it, you'd be just as victimized as you are in the past few years by the, by the right this time. And by everyone, because everyone's going to be, the good cop is going to be, is going to feel so good. The last thing anyone's going to want to hear is anyone criticizing the good cop. You're going to piss some people off. That's how boot camp was. Boot camp, you had the good drill instructor. Well, they're all dicks, but you had a, you had the real big assholes. And then you had this, the more like father, fatherly like drill instructor. And, uh, you know, you don't want to hear no one talking shit about, about daddy. Daddy treats us so good. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But the good news is, is um, there's going to be a, an uplifting of spirit in the herd of humanity. I see that happening. At least for those people that are somewhat awake and, and um, trying to, like, see the truth, you know? And really, <clears throat> for the, um, a massive amount of these, uh, whatever you want to call them, the brainwashed people, for a massive amount of them, it's going to be some good stuff too because whenever you <clears throat> reach a point where you have humility, where you can see how you've gone wrong, that's an incredible experience. And granted, a lot of these people aren't going to be capable of that, but the, they're going to be put in a position where they're, they're going to be sort of pushed and forced into a situation that most of us aren't. Most of us sort of get there on our own. And I think it's, I don't think we've ever seen anything like it, but I can kind of imagine it. And I think a lot of people can be pushed and forced into it and still experience the profound truth and humility behind it. I could see that. I think we're about to find out. But I still, what I really want is the, uh, the true apocalypse, you know? I want to see everything exposed. The true, true, you know, let it all be exposed. And I'd like to see that happen as soon as possible. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd like to see uh, everyone getting, come to the truth of what's going on. And if there is a big movement of building some type of underground arc to survive this thing that's coming, then we should be, it should become completely open source and um, go from there and just do the best that we can. Hey, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Uh, but I don't believe in utopia. <clears throat> I'm a realist. And so the most important thing is that, in my opinion for myself, the most important thing for me is for me to follow my instincts, to listen into my gut and my intuition, and do not ignore that. That was my question for years. My personal question to God was, why do I keep stumbling into this whole cataclysm? Am I, is it because I am ill in the head? And the answer that I got from that question was not an immediate answer, but 
over time, I did get, I did receive an answer, and the answer that uh, that I got from that was because I'm being given an opportunity to uh, prepare. And so uh, that's what I've been doing for many years, for most of my, the past 20 years in some way. Um, okay, wrapping up. This is a good way to wrap up. Um, one of the ways to prepare is uh, spiritually. Is to... Um, and this is why we've been losing it, okay? <laughs> the reason that we've been losing it in the past few weeks or whatever, a lot of it, yes, you could say a lot of it has to do with external pressure, for sure. But another answer, and I think a very valid answer, and possibly the actual answer, is that the reason is, is because we have issues within ourselves mentally, or physically or spiritually, some would argue it's all mental. I think it's all mental. It manifests itself in physical ways and this way and that way. But we have mental baggage. The only ones of us who don't have it are those who have liberated themselves of it, and you would know that. But the rest of us have it. And one of the ways that we know we have it is when we feel like we're losing it. Because if we didn't have that baggage we'd be fine. We'd be present. <clears throat> and um, I mean, this is not that hard to, to handle either. It just takes an effort. It takes a, a wholehearted, sincere effort to change and to let go and let God. I have uh, succeeded greatly at liberating myself from much of my mental garbage, but not all, but much of it. And I'm very grateful for that. And it did take, I mean, it took uh, years for me after having the actual intention and in the, in the prayer to do it to when I did. But once I did, I realized it was probably something that could have happened in an instant. So that's not something that, that needs to, I don't think, I don't believe it needs to take year. I don't think time is an issue. I think it's it's completely sort of up to the free will of the person. And it's really, in my experience, for the baggage I have gotten, it really is kind of like just letting go of it. It's almost as if our mind obsesses over certain things and we don't want to let go of certain things. And that's important. I think that's... Not only is it important, but we're being given an incredible opportunity to do that right now because what I'm finding in the, the, because of the external pressure, it's allowing me to sort of see what baggage I have left much more clearly than what I'm used to in the past. Like I, it's, I haven't even been doing, like in the past I would often, you know, that's why I would do meditation and, and practice quieting the mind was so that I was able to recognize my baggage, but these days with the external pressure going on, it's like you don't even have to do that. It's just being presented to you, you know, reflected to you. So I highly recommend um, taking care of your shit. Let go and let God, because I love you guys. We need, uh, we need us. We need to take care of our people. We need to take care of our avatars, right, of our human beings, 
They're special creatures, aren't they? They truly are. Each and every one of our humans. Um, if all goes as planned, next Sunday, I will be interviewing Ben Davidson from Suspicious Observers. And I mentioned it so that if you have any questions you think would be good for me to ask him, let me know in the comments. If you're not familiar, you can go to Suspicious Observers on YouTube. His name is Ben Davidson. They've been covering um, the sun and the cataclysm thing for many years. I've been following them for many years and off and on. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know in the comments. But I look forward to that conversation. Um, should be from a pretty straightforward sort of scientific. His main expertise seems to be solar activity and the Earth's magnetic sphere, the magnetism of the Earth and the relationship between the two. I guess in a very general way, that seems to be his expertise. But uh, if you have any questions, once again, let me know. What else do I got here? I guess that's it. I had a couple notes here that I think I already covered, but I think that's basically it. So, yeah. Uh, if you're interested in checking out the new experiment going on over at Rockfin, the Reese wrap-up, then you can go to rockfin.com forward slash Greg Reese and sign up over there. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. I think it's like 9 99 a month and it covers everything on there so it's something like it's a very typical setup but it's crypto this is why i call it an experiment because uh i mean we'll see uh but anyways i'm going into it uh uh with with uh with all that i got all right you can see i got this great new sound and i should have a pretty sharp video coming up and i'll probably even put on a nice clean shirt so uh Hopefully I'll see you guys there. And if not, I'll see you on Sunday with the great Ben Davidson. Uh, so have a great week. Love you guys. Be well. See you then.